Hey everyone, it's Brian Fox with your Valley Vanguard podcast for the week. This week we're going to be talking about the recent play that just finished up its run here at SVSU, The Servant of Two Masters. It was put on by our theater department, and we're talking to three of the students who played uh, parts in that play. We've got Josh Lloyd, who's a senior theater and communications major, Melanie Frasca, who's a junior uh, majoring in theater and literature and double minoring in business and communications, and we've got Brianne Dolney, who's a senior who's double majoring in theater and political science and minoring in gender studies. So uh, something that I've learned in doing this podcast is that it's very hard to organize undergraduates simply because, uh, you know, especially at this time of year, everyone's got different classes at different times. So that's why we haven't really started the regular news roundup sessions that I wanted to actually make this podcast into. And instead of been going on these kind of feature stories, and uh, for this one in particular, we actually had to stagger the interviews. So nobody was in the studio at the same time. Uh, I first talked to Josh, then Brianne, then Melanie. And uh, the way I'm going to do it is kind of edit everybody's answers together. Because I, I, I asked them all the same questions. And I'm going to kind of edit it to have their answers be just in line. So if anything sounds sort of awkward or like they're not acknowledging each other in the room that's because they weren't in the room together so hopefully it'll still sound really good and uh, we definitely got a lot of really good information it's a really good interview so without further ado i think we're going to get straight into the interview i hope it sounds all right i hope you guys enjoy it it was definitely a lot of uh, a lot of fun interviewing these students and there's a lot of really good information about the theater the theater department and the upcoming theater season in it and then actually you can close that door as well that'll keep the noise out if anybody is getting rowdy out there Keep it quiet. <laughs> We're doing important stuff. We are. Yeah. But yeah, you can hear it. I mean, you can hear the difference between this and oh, yeah. getting close. And, oh, hello. Yeah. Good yeah. morning. There you go. <laughs> That's the NPR voice right there. Yes. And today we're going to be talking about um, the effects of birthright. No. <laughs> I know where you're going with that. That was, that was about to get controversial. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep it light this morning. Yeah. No, that's a good idea. So anyway, yeah, let's get started. Um, right. So... The servant of the servant of two masters uh, was great. I saw it on thank you, thank you. Thursday. Yeah, you did very well. Oh. Um, everybody did great. I really enjoyed it. It seemed like the audience really enjoyed it as well. well yeah, we've had really good audiences. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, I was like, oh, are we that funny? Yeah, because that's critical for like a comedy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like the the sort of feedback and participation and everything we've done the show so many times where it's just like, okay, we know this joke is coming. Yeah, and so when we had an audience, I was like, oh. I didn't even know that was a joke. Okay. That's nice that you think it's funny, but hey. <laughs> Whatever gets to laugh, right? Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's let's just talk a bit more about uh, Servant of Two Masters and how, how did it go? It's the first play of the theater season. Is that That's right, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's our first, um, first show of the season. Yeah. Um, it went pretty well overall. <laughs> I know everyone was really nervous because we don't do a lot of Commedia dell'arte shows, and the style's very different. We were, we were worried if people would understand the style or the comedy of it, but audiences were very forgiving and enjoyed it overall, so that's pretty cool. I think um, it went really well. Mm-hmm. I know that we all were having a lot of fun while doing it, and I think that that's what kind of brought the energy and the ensemble factor yeah. to the show itself. So it all started with some short monologue auditions. Um Dave Rizutek, who is the director, does closed auditions. So it's just like one prepared monologue, and you don't really get to watch other people do it. You're just there for a quick sec, then you're out, and then you just wait for the cast list. Interesting. Um, But 
It was a really fun experience. Um, it was a unique one because it is in the style of Comedia dell'arte. So there was a lot of extra elements like the physicality and everything. Um, I've actually done one other Comedia show with Dave like five years ago because I was still here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't like super foreign to it. He also has a Comedia dell'arte class. Right. So a lot of us kind of knew a little bit going into it. Um, but it was really fun experience. Uh, the rehearsal process was just basically like, I don't want to say messing around because we clearly got a lot of work done, but yeah. um, he just gave us a ton of liberty. Like it, the blocking was very limited and it was just like, try different things, try to be funny, try different physicalities, try different physical bits. Um, so it was basically just us going for something and then sometimes it was hilarious and sometimes we were like, oh, don't do that again. <laughs> is it uh when you start back up for the theater season, is it tough to like shake the rust off at all? Or are you just so used to it by now? Um, yes and no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know a lot of people will do community theater or this or that over the summer, but you know, I I gotta work. <laughs> mm-hmm. I gotta come back with some kind of money. So <laughs> in a way, yes. It's like, oh, well, I'm a little rusty, so I gotta shake this off. But you get back into the habit really quick. Pretty much so used to it. Yeah. Um I usually do community theater in the summer anyways so i was in um fun home the musical at bay city players over the summer so we're a lot of us are usually like involved even when the season's not going on at school this summer i was actually an acting apprentice with the shakespeare theater of new jersey so i spent the whole summer like taking acting classes and working on shows and stuff so i kind of had that um, but there have been summers when I haven't been doing a lot of acting, and so a lot of it is like just keeping up on the reading over the summer, working on pieces, just kind of like for your own benefit. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So there's like self-study that you can do to kind of keep yourself sharp. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a bit more about like the play, and, and you mentioned it's the the Italian Comedia dell'arte. Yeah. Uh, can you talk a bit more about that, like why that was chosen and why it's kind of like a unique thing compared to the other types wow. of plays that you guys do? I played the character of Pantalone. Mm-hmm. He's the old, uh, grudgy, uh, greedy old man character who is driven by money. And yeah, in that class, you just explore all of those different characters. And he actually had um, formal training with, I forget the dude's name, but over in Italy or somewhere. Really? And he came back with these fancy masks. Mm-hmm. The mask I wear in the show is actual um, real leather. Apparently it's really expensive, so yeah. I was very careful with it every night. And like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And one f- weird thing about the mask is like, you can't like properly clean it because of how it's made. Yeah. So the sweat just kind of like soaks into oh, the no. mask every night. But like, luckily it doesn't smell. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's 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 funny. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, is it sort of? I mean, you mentioned like it gets sweaty. Is it? Is it? Um... Is it a problem to like ha- wear a mask like that? Like, does it get in the way of your acting, or do you feel it like enhances it because it's putting you in the, in character? A little bit of both. Yeah. Um, of course, most shows you don't wear a mask, mm-hmm. but this is this is just that style of show, uh, kind of mask show. But no, getting used to the mask was a process. Yeah. Um, I know we started off rehearsals not wearing the masks. Of course, getting mm-hmm. them made just uh, simple blocking down, and then Dave's like, "Hey, okay." We're going to start wearing these masks. You guys got to get used to them. And as soon as we did that, we're like, I can't see anything. <laughs> There's just like a certain way you have you have to find the right fit on your face. Yeah. Everybody's face is different. And for me, 
Luckily, the mask actually fit my face. Some people had to get theirs adjusted, but I started to wear my mask, and I found the right fit for my face and blah, 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 blah. I remember one night at rehearsal, we're rehearsing with these two big black rehearsal blocks in the middle of the room, mm-hmm. and I'm making my entrance, and I get on fine, and then I leave to exit, and I just trip over the block. Oh, no. over the block. And I'm like, yeah, I could not see that. I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah, uh, so it's like a potential hazard. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you learn to like really use your body mm-hmm. and to be able to turn your head and whatnot. So yeah. you, you learn. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Do you want to talk about your your character a bit? Because, you know, it's it's the, the play itself is sort of a farce and it's right. it's very like over the top. Yes. And <laughs> I don't know if silly is the right word, but sure. Uh, yeah, yeah far- farcical. Yeah. Right. But but I think your character is like as close to like a straight man as we get in For sure. in the play. So can you talk a bit about your sort of like archetype or your character in the play? Sure. Um. So my character was unique in that I was um playing Beatrice, who was playing her brother Federico. Right. So um, Beatrice is a lover stock type character. So she's very like fluid in her motions, um, very exaggerated. But most of the time I was her brother Federigo. So we tried doing, he's also technically a lover character. So um, we tried doing it as that, but there wasn't enough of a, a stark difference. So um, Dave and I talked and we tried to incorporate some of the Capitano um, stock character. And he's he's just more manly and mm-hmm. traditionally he's um he's like a big tough guy but then he's actually a coward okay but we didn't really go all the way for that so um so we we took uh federigo as more of a capitano type character so that i could have a little bit more of a contrast when i'm doing my asides as a woman can you explain um, that the the capitano character like what what is that exactly so uh there there's a bunch of different stock characters in Comedia. Right. Um, Capitano is... I'm trying to describe his physicality. Um, he... His chest is definitely out. He mm. um, appears very confident. There's a lot of upper body twists with his walk. Um, but at, like, any given time, if anything actually seems threatening to him, he'll immediately, like... <laughs> retreat gotcha um but like i said that was um because silvio who was playing opposite me for a lot of the um fight scenes because he's so sort of cowardly we didn't want them to be mirroring each other so we didn't really take in that element of capitano but that's traditionally the capitano character gotcha yeah yeah Speaking, you know, going back to like shaking the rust off and stuff mm-hmm. when when you and your fellow actors are up there like it seems effortless almost you're, you're acting why thank you yeah no and, and i don't mean to like uh discount the amount of work yeah, that yeah. goes into it but that's what i want to talk about like how much work and how much practice and how many hours are you putting into um these plays to to mm-hmm. make it seem so so effortless when you're up there and go off oh, yeah. uh, so smoothly oh yeah well we have what three hour rehearsals wow during the week and we rehearse at least four times a week five mm. maybe but yeah i think what helps is we see each other a lot. We're smart depart- smaller departments, so a lot of us are friends and have chemistry off stage. So when we actually get into the rehearsal space, it's just like, okay, let's pick this up, let's go. Yeah. We're all comfortable with one another. And especially for this show, I know it was difficult trying to get into this certain world of comedy, so we were all a little nervous. 
And we were given so much freedom to just explore and, oh, try this comedic bit, try that. If that doesn't work, try something else. So we're not used to that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But being all together and everyone having each other's backs, yeah, it worked out pretty well. The most important thing, I think everyone's a little different, but the most important thing for me is I have to get off book as soon as possible. I have to get my lines memorized because I just have such a hard time playing with my character and playing with what I'm saying and my objective when I'm like holding a script in my hand. So that's always my main goal is to just get off book so I can just start trying things and feeling it out. Um, But I'm also lucky because for something like memorizing is very easy to me and it's not for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You just either have it or you don't. So I can't, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but, but that's always, um, my row is I, I want to first get off book. It's very important to me. Um, secondly, in university theater, it's sort of unique because rather like in the professional world or even community theater where you don't really know everyone usually, um, we're all like friends and we all have known each other for years now. So a lot of us actually went to like school together prior mm-hmm. if we lived in the area or have done community shows together prior to going to SVSU. So um, it's a lot of fun just to to be with your friends and put something together. Um, usually in shows, I, I don't want to say method, but I get very into my character. I like to really study them, especially if they're real um, people. Like when I was uh, Squeaky From and Assassins, mm-hmm. I did a ton of research. I had books on her. Really? Yeah, because I just like, I want to be truthful to who they were. Um, of course, in this show, it's a lot different. There's mm-hmm. not a lot to study for my character. Um, so it was more just studying the comedia, like being true to the style. Um, yeah, there is that historical aspect to it. Oh, it for seems sure. like you're, you've, you've become really knowledgeable about that. Yeah, there's no matter what show you're in, there's always a ton of background work to be done. Um, I think that's something people don't realize is how much time we have to put into it because we're there usually like five nights a week um, for at least three hours. And then there's so much time at home where you don't do any memorizing at rehearsal. So you, all your memorizing is done on your own time. Mm. Um, all your background research, all your discoveries, uh, mapping out your objectives. So it's a uh, it's a lot. It's a lot, especially on top of a school schedule. Yeah, so that's definitely. why I give props to theater majors. I think one of the biggest things with this show itself was the physicality. So um, in the beginning of the process, we did warm-ups together before every rehearsal. We Mm -hmm. did burpees, we did jumping jacks, we did wall sits, we did a bunch of stuff just to kind of get everybody's energy up. And then I know um, we had groups that were going to the gym too as like just to kind of like keep that up. Um, And I think that that helped in its own. And I know that we also did, um, one of the first rehearsals we had, we did Canavaccio's which is what Comedia originally was, where they kind of give you a situation and the characters, and then you improvise the entire thing. Interesting. So it was a lot of, like, that was kind of, I feel like, how I really found this character outside of the script. Yeah. And then related that into the show itself. So I've seen you in in uh, in this play, in She Kills Monsters, <laughs> and fun. in Assassins, mm-hmm. and you were hilarious in all three of those. Oh, yeah, so yeah. so is, is comedy like something you could see yourself doing in the future? And like, what's where do you get like your inspiration for yeah. your, your, your voices that you do, mm-hmm. for your mannerisms, and for that kind of comedic aspect of your acting? Oh, Lord. Why am I comedian? Oh, no. <laughs> um, a lot of that is credited, sadly, to television. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, half television, half my family in general. I grew up with three older brothers, and everyone's always, it's always a laughing competition. Even my parents, 
Yeah. We just like, we loved to people watch and we'd sit in the parking lot while my mom's grocery shopping and we'd give these people voices like, why is this person standing over there? And it's like, it's talking, she has this certain voice. <laughs> and this man over there is looking kind of funny. He's wearing his hat backwards, pants on the ground. So we just, we learned, we just, not even learned, we're just, I don't know, it just kind of came to be that we're comedic in nature. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, television, I watched a lot of um, In Living Color. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that show. Oh, yeah. Of course, Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Um, even Keenan and Kel. I love those guys. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just like people like them. Even Jim Carrey, hell. Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. I love those people. Yeah. Big inspirations for me. So with my writing at the Valley Vanguard, like mm-hmm. I, and actually really my writing everywhere, like I'm pretty, uh, I'm a pretty self-conscious writer. Okay. Like I, I uh, go over my work and really proofread it because I'm afraid. I'm yeah, afraid yeah. of what people are going to say and that they're not going to like it or that I'm going to get like hate mail or something. Right. How does that self-consciousness come in as an actor? Like, do you feel that? Has it gotten better over time? Like, how do you deal with any feelings of self-consciousness when you're up there on stage? Because it must be like a thousand times worse than being a writer. <laughs> Honestly... Yeah, I I used to feel that way a lot, but then there just comes a point where you're like, okay, either I just commit to the character fully or just not do it at all. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing Dave will call you out on for sure during the rehearsal process is just being committed. And that's one thing about this style of show. The style is so big and gaudy and larger than life that if you don't commit – you you will stand out from the rest in not the best way. So especially with the Pantalone character and his physicality, there was no way that I could not commit to that physicality just one hundred percent. Absolutely. I mean, are you are you sore after? <laughs> oh, so many am I sore? Am I sore? Well, let's let me, let me ask my legs. Yes, we're sore. Yeah. Um, no, yes. <laughs> I, yeah, for, I, for anybody that didn't go to the play, um, Josh was, was crouching around in a, yeah. in a very unnatural manner mm-hmm. that, that definitely you know, added to the character as an old man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that must have been tough. Oh, yeah, the Pantalone character. His, if, you, if done correctly, it should look like you're sitting down in an invisible chair. Mm. That's how Dave describes it. And during the rehearsal process, he would just give me this look and he'd point his fingers down, wave them down. He'd say, lower, lower. And I'm like, no, Dave, <laughs> please, Dave, no. Like, no, nope, you, you just got to do it. And he literally came up to me one night and was like, yeah, um, go out and buy some Tylenol, buy something, some pain reliever. You're going to need it mm-hmm. because your legs are going to be sore. And, yeah, he was right. But it's not so bad after the show, right after the show. It's more the next morning when I try to get up. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I'm feeling like an 80-year-old man walking down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Oh, help. Um, it's actually funny because people expect uh, actors to be so extroverted and outgoing. And I would say I'm sort of a mix of an introvert and extrovert. But they're like such simple things that I hate doing. Like I hate calling and making appointments. I, I hate phone conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of like really weird small things I'll get nervous about. Like one-on-one things to me are more terrifying than being on stage because you're not like connecting with one person. You're just performing i don't know why i don't know if it's because i've done it for so long but um there's always like those jitters before you go on which are good they help you um but most of the time it's not like oh my god i'm gonna fail out there but there are some some more challenging roles where during the process i'll wonder like am i gonna be able to pull this off Mm. but 
pretty much usually by the time the show goes up, you're pretty comfortable and you're like, We've, we're doing what we're doing and we're pretty sure it works. So I definitely, I know one of the biggest things for this production itself on its own was um, comedy scares me mm-hmm. because I like, I feel comfortable in drama and like I know I can do it. And I think comedy, I'm always like, I don't know if people are going to laugh. And the biggest thing with this production was the sheep cry, actually, because in rehearsals, um, I would I was trying different things and like I knew it it was supposed to sound like a sheep, but like it would like not come out exactly yeah. the way I wanted it to. And this is when your character was was upset. Yeah, it was have upset. A, a cry that literally sounded like a, a yeah. bleeding sheep, which I you know I thought sounded. I think you hit it perfectly <laughs> at, at the show. Yeah. But I think like a lot of it was like the director being like, I know that wasn't it and I know Mm -hmm. you have it in you and I like to have the confidence and so you just kind of need to have the confidence in the fact that people will laugh at you um and that what you're doing is actually funny especially when you have like the backup of your fellow actors and your director and your assistant director when they're telling you it's funny yeah you need to just kind of trust that and that's one of my biggest things with acting I know was being able to trust myself Mm -hmm. so I think that that is always a challenge with every production is like you need to just be like this is the character, it's not you, and like you just need to trust it. That's a really interesting concept. Yeah, it's the character and not you. Do you think um do you think acting can help people's like self-confidence like in other areas? Absolutely. Yeah. I think like um just even the confidence to get up in front of people and do things like because I know I still get nervous for just public speaking in general because that's me right and it's not a different person but I think I know um through taking intro to acting and intermediate acting and Shakespeare here a lot you can see a lot of people grow and even if they're not going into that and because some of them aren't even theater majors Mm -hmm. or they're going into like a more technical aspect of theater right watching their confidence grow through the pieces is amazing is theater something that you did before coming to SVSU, or is that something that you got involved in when you came here as a freshman? Um, when did I get involved in theater? I got really involved in theater, uh, what was it, seventh grade in middle school? Okay. Yeah, I remember seeing a show, and I was like, oh, that looks really cool. Looks like a lot of fun. And like even before I even hopped into theater, I was always the type of kid I'd I had a little video camera, and I'd force all my family and all my friends to be in these little videos. Even if they didn't want to, I'd say, too bad. You're going to be my audience. Mm-hmm. And I'd record little stuff here. We even have, like, really old home videos of me, like, preaching in front of my family. So, like, I always knew that I wanted to go in this direction, but really didn't get serious about it until I, did like, did my first musical. And then I'm like, hey. That was kind of fun. I'm kind of good at it. So let me try again. Let me audition for this show next year. And then I got to high school. I'm like, hmm, could this be like a possible career for me in the future? And then here I am heading for it. (laughs) I've been doing it for a long time, Mm -hmm. Um, probably since early middle school. Um, I was a cantor at my Catholic church. I went to a Catholic private school. Um, through eighth grade so I had a piano teacher who was like she loved me and she thought I could sing and so she was like sing at church and so I sang at church a lot so it all it kind of started with singing um, and then we would do like pat Christmas pageants that I would be in nothing big um, we were pretty small school and then um, and then I was at Pinconning High School for a bit under Tom Osborne's direction and he was great 
um, gave me a lot of my first big roles. Mm -hmm. And then I actually transferred to John Glenn because of their theater department. Really? Yeah. um, They have a great, great theater program there under um, Jeannie Gilbert. And then I just kind of took off. Um, I've pretty, I'm, I don't think for the last, I want to say like 10 years, I've gone like three months without being in a show. Yeah, so to that point, is is theater something that you see yourself doing going forward or, or, or enter- entertainment more generally oh, yeah. um, after graduation? Is that something that you'd like to shoot for? Oh, yeah. yeah. Theater, I think I, I'll probably never stop doing theater. Mm-hmm. It's a question of what else will I do along with theater. So, yeah, I'm definitely interested in doing a little bit of everything. They always ask me, so what are you going to do next? What, is, what do you, Like, do you want to do theater? Do you want to do film? I want to do everything. Why not? Do a little bit of theater, television, film, all of it. Even voice acting sounds fun. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you'd be great at that. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I have. It's hard. I, I've i been going back and forth for a long time. Um, I know that I'm, I'm going to move somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not sure what my path is yet. For so long, it's been like, oh, I just want to be in New York. I want to be on Broadway. But um, I'm really getting into like being behind the camera. Really? Um, I did a commercial for SVSU, and that was super fun. Um, I did some... Was that one of the newer like We Cardinal ones? It was for the graduates program. Okay. It was pretty recent. I think I have seen that one, yeah. Um, Great job. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I've done some work for um, a friend of mine who does like photography and film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I don't know. I, I don't know if I like it more. I'm just very intrigued by it. Um, and I love like... BuzzFeed and those sort of things, like the Try Guys, all that stuff. Oh, so, yeah, they're great. Yes, love them. So, um, like, even that interests me. So what I'm really hoping to do is apply for different kinds of internships, like maybe a BuzzFeed internship or uh, mm-hmm. different, like, acting internships in different places so I can kind of feel out, like, okay, what's a good fit for me? Um, because me, I don't know if I want to go to New York. or L.A. is super intriguing, but it's also, like, across the country and it doesn't snow there so Big you know yeah. it's like i don't know i don't want to like go uh get an apartment and sign a year lease and then right. be like oh my god this was a mistake so well as speaking of somebody from la it is it is quite nice oh there. you're from la yeah, yeah oh awesome yeah, yeah. I'm, but, I'm just yeah, like I mean, such a midwestern girl well that's the thing it's got its downsides and one of them is like cost of living and yeah yeah, yeah. um i think that wherever i go i probably won't be there forever anyways um, I'll probably want to move around and I'm sure like when I'm like an old woman, I'll want to be back in Michigan. Sure. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think that that's what I want to do. Um, I just sort of want to have like small commitments here and there and sort of figure out like where I feel like I fit and where I feel comfortable and well, not comfortable. I'm sure I won't feel comfortable anywhere because mm-hmm. it would be super scary, but, um, just whatever feels right. I, I'm like not set on a really specific plan. It's just like I just want know what I want to keep doing. I want to keep doing theater, acting, or anything of the sort, and wherever it takes me, just willing to go there. Yeah, I think that makes <laughs> a lot of sense. I think that's a really good mindset to have, just coming out of uh, college generally. Right. You know, keep your options open, keep your mind open. For sure. Like the. The dream of mine and like the mingle of mine is I really want to be an actress and whether it's in regional theaters or in New York, 
Um, I just kind of want to keep that in my life because I really love like digging into new characters and like I love the feeling of acting and I think it's such a great experience especially when like one of the best things I think is when someone comes up to you and says like you made my day or like I felt your pain and things like that and I'm always like that is like the best thing you could ever ask for is to be able to affect somebody like that Um, but I also think that I will keep stage management and kind of like business aspects of the theater because I also have an interest in that and I think that it is something that I can do well. Yeah. And so I think that that's also something that will be incorporated into that when I graduate. What is it that you like about that sort of, uh, that production aspect? I think the thing with um, stage management is that it's all about like organization and paperwork and Mm. like I don't. I'm, I don't love paperwork, but um, I'm really good at organization and I'm really good at kind of like running things because I've, I've had a lot of leadership experience. Yeah. And I think that that lends itself to that. And I also feel like the funniest thing is that when you call cues, like the first day that you're calling a show, you get the same kind of nerves you get when you're acting. And I think that like that kind of um, you're like the show is relying on you. So you feel important. And mm-hmm. I think that that's something that I really like about it as well. Yeah, I can see how that would be really satisfying to pull off. Why Why do you think it's important that theater is taught at SVSU at the college level and not just for the students, but, mm-hmm. you know, for the campus community to have theater be a part of of that campus community? Like, is, oh, yeah. is that important to you? And why, why, why is that? Oh, yeah. I think the arts are extremely important, not only to the people who perform it, but the people who come to see it, um, especially for the people who actually perform it. Um, it teaches you a lot of life skills. Mm-hmm. I didn't really realize it until... Somebody sat down and explained it to me, spelled it out. But little things like time management, teamwork skills, um, little stuff like that you wouldn't think of, but you definitely learn learn um, leadership skills and all that. And if you're not there on time, um, you will learn. Yeah. But even for the community, it just, um, especially with theater, let me back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our main goals is to tell stories important stories and it depends on different people's viewpoints what they may take away from the story but our main goal is to tell important stories and get messages across so that's why I think it's pretty important for the community to come out and see theatrical shows theatrical productions anything plays musicals there's always an underlying message yeah so yeah I agree it's a great way to kind of expand your your horizons Mm -hmm. and um and yeah just the way you think about things I think I just think that it's the arts are um, they more they help you develop as a person and help you kind of like figure out who you are, which sounds corny, but it's kind of true. Um, not docking like, you know, the sciences or anything like that. I think it's all important, but I think to be well-rounded, you need it all. And even if you are interested in acting or like the theater aspect, I mean, everyone loves entertainment people right. love binging netflix uh like films and i don't think people realize that if you didn't have like people who studied theater or acting like you wouldn't have any of that entertainment yeah that's a that's a great point and you know i i feel lucky that for a, for a university of our relatively small size that we do have uh, a theater program that's remained kind of a priority mm-hmm. and is pretty robust i think um especially because like like you say like uh, you know some students are are stem students and it's nice that they are able to have access to the arts right. through the theater program, even if they're not directly involved in it. Right, right. they can still um, 
gain something out of it. Of course, yeah. yeah. I think that's really important. I think the biggest thing with teaching theater is kind of, it ties in with any arts education. It helps release a creative outlet, which is proven to help with other subjects and like learning abilities and stuff. Interesting. Um, but I also know that like with shows like this, like this particular show isn't really um, talking about anything societal or like making a comment on anything. It was more of just come and have a good time, mm-hmm. which I think is also just as beneficial because sometimes you just need to go somewhere and laugh and yeah. kind of get away from where you are. And I know other shows in the past have um, particularly focused on something in society or like I know with Decision Height last year, it was very much this is the first all-female show mm-hmm. and like it was a huge thing for women at that time. And so I think like every show has its own benefits and yeah. I think that um, that's why like it's so important to have theater in a college setting. So you mentioned uh, your double majoring in theater and communications. Mm-hmm. Do you find that uh, working in theater helps you as a communication student and vice versa? Yeah, of course. Um, being in theater, I was already mostly comfortable with public speaking. Right. Um, but there, there's a little bit of a difference. I noticed, like, even though I may be confident with public speaking, um, there's a whole different world to public speaking that I wasn't used to. So taking all these communication classes... It's more of the formal side of it and getting this prepped and this ready. And so I, they really do help each other out. So I can take back from my formal communication training how to more effectively communicate in the theater um, realm. So that they, they help each other out a lot, I think. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, mm-hmm. theater obviously is going to help you be comfortable standing up in front of right, people right, and, right. and talking. And yeah, communication is going to help you actually craft those arguments mm-hmm. if you want to be persuasive or right. or just get something across well. Oh, yeah. Well, I think um, the big thing with theater and business is um, looking at stage management and technical aspects of being in the business side of a theater, which is kind of why I have that because I've stage managed before and I'm stage managing again this year. And I think... It's something that I think is a good, for me, it's a good backup plan to have Mm -hmm. because I love doing it and I think it's a lot of fun. Um, And I also think it's a good experience to have. With communications, I think it's very much, um, it helps a lot with theater itself because like I'm in family com right now, but like a lot of it is like the interactions between family members and you can apply that kind of psychology two plays and like when you're given a part you can kind of be like okay they're in this but how do they connect to this person and how is this a connection and like a lot of it even like nonverbal communication stuff like just like taking your hair and putting it behind your ear or mm-hmm. like um I know like putting your hands in your pocket is a sign of lying so like if you're on stage and you're like I know my character's lying am I doing something to show that my character's lying or is it just vocally right so I think it helps a lot with like finding your character and finding like the little minute details yeah yeah that's really interesting actually i I had never even thought of that what's your best and your worst theater experience oh oh boy yeah and if i don't know if it's if it's an embarrassing one we we can skip my best and my worst well let's start off with my worst Mm -hmm. um i have a couple (laughs) oh oh yeah by all means Uh, um well, there was this one time that I fell off the stage. That was oh, fun. No. Yeah. I feel like everyone has this story, at least one time. Yeah. It was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what show we were doing. No, it was Godspell. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're doing this dance number, 
and I'm supposed to be miming, like being choked or something like that. And I, I'm, I'm walking backwards as the person is choking me. And we had built this nice little extension from from out of the stage. And I don't know how the person like pushing me didn't see it because, of course, I can't see the edge of the stage because I'm walking backwards. Right. Next thing I know, my feet are on the ground <laughs> and I'm so confused. Luckily, like I didn't like fall or trip or hurt myself or anything. Okay, yeah. So it was like pretty much like a straight jump down onto the floor. I was like, wow, how did so I get down here? So you I'm stuck terrified. the landing at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I've had many terrible costumes, mm-hmm. terrible costumes. I was doing um, Alice in Wonderland. It was a play version of it. And I played the Cheshire Cat. And, <laughs> and anybody knows from the original Disney movie, the Cheshire Cat is what? Pink and purple. Right, right, yeah. And <laughs> when, when he's not invisible. Right, yeah. right, right. Oh, I wasn't invisible. <laughs> you could clearly see me from a mile away. They put me in this red onesie. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like the pantaloni uh, costume. <laughs> like long underwear yeah, or something? <laughs> long underwear. And they painted white stripes on it. Painted white stripes wow. on it. And gave me like this big, bushy, like feather boa tail. Mm-hmm. And they like painted my face. It, it was, ooh, if I had the picture up right now, I would show you. Actually, couldn't post that um, picture on the screen right now. <laughs> right, yeah. But, oh, Yeah, maybe we can yikes. link to it in the show notes or something. But as for, like, anything, no, those are, like, the top two. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a couple shows that I've been in that they weren't my favorite, but mm, we'll leave those for another sure. podcast. Yeah, is there, is there, like, a best experience or, best or experience. I don't know, maybe, like, a favorite play? It's oh, yeah. just something that really sticks yeah. out to you? Um. I would say one of my most favorite productions that I've been involved in mm-hmm. would have here at least was Assassins. Yes, that was yeah. a lot of fun. It that was, was my excellent play. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. That was my first Sondheim show, and anybody who knows Sondheim, his shows are not the easiest. There's a lot of singing. This entire show is singing pretty much, mm-hmm. and not only just the singing, but the lyrics are so they have meaning to every word. And so, but what's funny is that my character didn't sing at all <laughs> in the show. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. I had like a line, yeah. but overall it was a lot of fun because I often play the father figure hmm. or just like the comedic in general. And I originally wasn't auditioning for the character of Sam Bick in that show. Mm-hmm. Um, he attempted to kill Nixon, President Nixon yeah, in the, the show. Disturbed individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I originally auditioned to be, I think is what is it, the, the balladeer or one of the other one of the other people. He opens the show and like introduces all the characters, has his great song. Of course I wanted to sing. Right. But I get to the auditions and I end up reading for Sam Bick. And like I just went for it. I wasn't really thinking of anything of it. And I read his car monologue he does in his car. He's like recording. <laughs> like we're doing now, we're recording a little podcast mm-hmm. to send to President Nixon. And I just went for it. And lo and behold, I got cast to Sam Bick. And it was probably the most fun I've ever had in show. Yeah. Just because I could be as crazy as I wanted to and go there without feeling ashamed or anything. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that 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 whole play, the whole show was so good. Like the mm-hmm. sets were so good. The Thank songs you. were so good. Everybody's acting was great. And yeah, like you say, it's it's saying stuff as well. You know, yeah. there's there's a lot of history there, there's a lot of politics oh, yeah. in there, and there's a message. 
Um, yeah, that so yeah, that's, that, I don't know. That might be my favorite play that I've seen. And I, I'd have to think about it. Yeah, I remember um, when they announced the show. It's it's one of his lesser known shows. Everyone, when True. you think of Sondheim, you think of oh, Into the Woods, and then we heard Sondheim Assassins. We're like, huh? <laughs> Assassins? Like, is that Assassin's Creed? <laughs> the video game? <laughs> now there, there's an idea for the next play. Hey, <laughs> that'd be interesting. But no, yeah, I did my research. I listened to the soundtrack a few dozen times, and I slowly fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the favorite's easy. Um, I've loved everything I've done at SVSU, but uh, one of my like number, basically my number one dream role since I was too young to be watching it was um, Janet in Rocky Horror. Um, and I got to play that role a few years back at Midland Center for the Arts under the direction of Dexter Brigham. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it was a dream come true. I'd never done a show at Midland, so I wasn't expecting anything. No one really knew me. And getting that call, it was like, oh my God, is this real? Um, and it was just, it was everything you would think it would be. Rocky Horror is crazy, and there's no logic to it. And we just mm-hmm. had so much fun. Um, we kind of made it into like a participatory thing. So we had like the goodie bags that you could buy. And uh, we had like actors on stage in our ensemble, like saying the the cult lines that people yell out. And it was just like it was so interactive. And I think that's one of like the best things about theater is that it's live and it's there's no retakes. Um, and like whatever happens, you and you the audience gives you stuff to work with, especially in a show like that where it's so interactive. Yeah. So there's uh, it's just like it's like an energy, and that show was like a dream come true it was a blast i never wanted it to end yeah that um, must have been like such a unique experience for sure yeah yeah like nothing i've ever done um i'm trying to think of of a bad one without <laughs> insulting i know anyone. yeah it's, it's it's like that's the thing josh like, answered this one yeah he he fell off stage once i luckily don't i don't think that i've had anything significant happened to me especially like in a performance that i that just like shook me or anything yeah i mean there's there's that like classic moment of not knowing your line and looking into the other actor's eyes and just dying inside um which has happened like a handful of times yeah but i haven't had any like joshua lloyd falling off the stage moments i don't think (laughs) nothing comes to mind that is that bad that it like well that's good scarred me yeah well that's no that's that's really good to hear because i think that's like maybe something that holds people back from getting involved in something like theater yeah where where you're so out there it's like oh what if something horrible happens to me i mean it's good to know that that isn't everyone's like lived experience yeah Yeah. i don't think a lot of the time anything super bad will happen it's usually like the worst thing that'll happen is either you like fall not off the stage but maybe just on the stage or I mean dropping a line is going to be your most common one right but a lot of the times like especially if you're in a scene with other actors or numerous other actors like we help each other out Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um we we have each other's backs so yeah in all my years of theater of all the lines that I've dropped mid-show I can't think of one experience where it just like completely ruined the show or completely like shamed me I think there have been so many good theater experiences for me. I don't know that I have like a best one because mm-hmm. I've done a lot of things and I've had a lot of opportunities. Um, 
And I know, like, there's been, like, productions where it's not like it's the worst production I've ever been a part of, but, like, um, I know, I always tell the story, my most embarrassing moment was when I was in a show, it was a community theater piece, and we were in, like, one of those, like, um, cafetorium kind of situations, mm-hmm. and so, like, there were, the stairs from the stage led to the audience, Oh, okay. and a bit that my character had to do was continually sneeze throughout a particular scene, mm-hmm. and the director was like, we had hats and canes because it was, like, a dance situation, mm-hmm. and he was like, when you sneeze, I want you to drop your cane on this line, and I, so I sneezed, and I dropped it, and I watched it rolled down the stairs to the foot of an audience member <laughs> and I had to like in tap shoes on a linoleum floor walk down the steps pick up the cane and walk <laughs> back up onto stage and still not, like keep a straight face right. and I was like it was so difficult so I was like that's my most embarrassing moment yeah but, and I think like there's so many of those in productions and I don't know that there's like a worst experience but I know that there are elements of things that I'll be like I never want that to happen again. Mm-hmm. And there are elements of things that I'm like, that should be repeated because that worked really, really well. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. Like it's, you know, you have to be sort of prepared for the unexpected, even mm-hmm. with all that practice, even with a script. So what's coming up in the in the theater season? Is, that, is Are the next few plays set or how does that work? Yeah, our next production is actually our Christmas show. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and this year is actually going to be a little different mm-hmm. than how it's been past years. Um, usually it's a smaller show. That brings a few people in. Usually the Christmas show is done in like a live radio kind of style. Yeah. Where you have the Foley artists off to the side and we do these radio commercials in between. And it's a lot of fun. Um, We changed it up a little last year. It was more of a variety show style. But this year we're going even bigger. So... That'll... It'll it'll be um, the variety style again. Yeah, so, so bigger how? Yeah. Are, oh, are you are you at liberty to? I don't know how much I can it? say. I okay. feel like a celebrity okay. over here. I don't. Well, I have this new project coming out that I can't say too much about. But be looking out for it, guys. <laughs> um, no, um, there's a lot more dance, more songs, mm-hmm. a couple skits, maybe some special appearances from a few favorite characters of yours. I don't know. Ah, I think that's 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 enough, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> that's no. That's a that's a great teaser. I am actually the assistant director awesome. of the Christmas show. That's so cool. Um, yeah, it's going to be my first assistant directing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's with Rick Roberts and uh, Peggy Mivanizio. And uh, we've we've touched base a little bit on it. We've sort of worked out the set list that we're going to do and whatnot. But we haven't really dove into it yet. But I'm really excited. Um, I know that Rick and I are going to be opening the show with a Christmas number, so I get to do a little performing as well, which will be super fun. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It's it's going to be a really cool experience, and I'm a Christmas geek, so yeah, gotcha. So I'm gonna have fun. I am part of the Blacklight Nutcracker dance number, mm-hmm. and I'm also um, part of a singing trio. It's myself, Jess Hurley, and Abby Burgess. Awesome. Um, we did a trio thing last year, and we're doing it again this year, so we're excited. Cool. All right. Well, that's our podcast for the week. Uh, I want to thank Josh, Brianne, and Melanie for coming in and talking to me, and I want to thank you guys for listening and putting up with kind of the wonky editing this uh, this time. Um Hope I won't have to do that again. Uh, I think it went pretty well, but I know I could have done a better job of introducing everybody at every question. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed it and that you tune in again next week. Thanks for listening.